Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. It is a horribly rainy Tuesday here on Long Island, and I am back in my home recording space. I've got both of my furry co-hosts buried in here with me. Uh, So if you hear them huffing in the background, they're just seeking a little bit of comfort away from this crazy storm. But anyway, on to the topic of the week. Just a little bit of thought, a little bit of food for motivation this week. That's where I wanted to leave you this week is with motivation. So let's go on a little bit of a journey here. So like most people, I am on social media. And, you know, every now and again, people will send me clips and, and quotes and, and these type of things. And, you know, quite often there's things in the in the fitness-minded way and um, there was this infamous clip. Uh, it's an audio that's been captured from a Joe Rogan podcast from episode 1070 with Dr. Jordan Peterson. And they were talking about a great... Uh, they're having this great debate about, about uh, gen- gender and these type of things. And they were talking specifically about masculinity, about stereotypical traditional masculinity and how they feel in a lot of ways... It, you know, we're almost beating it down as a society that we were trying to, you know, calm everybody down, get everybody relaxed. And, and Joe says this quote that I think is absolutely fantastic. He goes, forget all that. Be a monster. Be a monster. But know how to control it. And I identify with that quite a bit. I think that's a very powerful idea. And I think it's a very positive one as well, if you look at it the right way. If you look at it in the way that that I would define the the monster that he's defining. And, you know, I'll, I'll illustrate my point a little bit further here. But the way I look at it, if you have two people and one person is kind because that's their only option, because they're meek, because they don't want to get walked all over, because they're afraid of someone stepping on them or, you know, uh, pushing them around figuratively or literally. You see one person like that, so they choose kindness as a defense mechanism. They figure, I'm going to be as kind as possible so people won't take advantage. That's one extreme. The other extreme is the person who chooses kindness but has a choice. If someone were going to push and shove, if someone were going to push the limits of this person's kindness, if they were going to try to take advantage, this person is strong enough to fight back against that person, to fight back against that push. And they choose kindness as their first motive. Anyway, if I were to look at those two people, in my opinion, the one who's much more kind is the one who has the real choice. The one who's choosing to be kind, even though they're strong. Now, let me illustrate this. Let me go a little deeper on that person's identity a little bit. When I think about that strong person, and I'm thinking about the person who's pushing them around and so forth, I'm not necessarily thinking about a physical altercation. Don't get me wrong. That's definitely a possibility. But the thing with it is, 
in life, we're going to deal with tons of personalities, some that are passive and some that are not, some that are a little more dominant. And I'm sure you've dealt with many dominant personalities in your life, people who are used to just kind of getting their way. And again, I'm not talking about like, you know, some kind of nefarious thing, but someone who's just used to being listened to, who's used to being the leader in most situations. And there's plenty of those people in the world, and they have great purpose. But if they're met with another strong leader type personality, of someone who's really strong, then the leadership role is kind of up for debate. It's not a foregone conclusion. I mean, I even look at this in like the silliest thing. When you look at kids, and you look at kids who are trying to decide what they're going to play with their group of friends that day. What specific thing are they going to play? Are they going to play this video game? Or are they going to play this board game? Or are they going to go outside and play basketball? And there's one kid, typically in the friend group, who's kind of the domineering personality, who's the one that says, no, nah, we're going to play baseball today. And everybody just kind of follows. I don't know about you, but if my child were in that situation and they were like really totally wanted you know to not play baseball i don't want them afraid to speak their mind don't get me wrong i don't want them starting a physical altercation over it but there's nothing wrong with being able to stay back to that kid no we played baseball yesterday let's play something else today and we get this in the workplace as well as adults those same kids exist <laughs> they're now they now have a tie on you know and they're uh used to still get in their way to domineering their personalities and to talking over people in meetings and kind of like bullying their way through. And, you know, like I, I'll never forget a story that Mrs. Sensei told me and it was about one of her former co-workers who's no longer at the company. And um, I'm sure we're all familiar with the, the, uh, the expression of throwing somebody under the bus. So this gentleman made a promise that was not able to be kept. And I don't say like, I don't mean like Mrs. Sensei's uh, role in the company or like her role in this project was a failure and she wasn't able to keep the, the promise. No, I mean like um, he promised something that was not physically possible. He promised that a certain thing was going to be done in a certain period of time. But what he didn't know because he was a blowhard was that this thing that he was promising took more physical hours than existed between the moment he said it and the moment he promised it would be done. So there was no physical way this promise could have been kept, but he made it. Even though it wasn't an original promise, it wasn't what was agreed to by the customer and the company. So he made an attempt to throw Mr. Sensei under the bus in a status meeting because he was that kind of personality. I'm sure he still probably is. I haven't seen the guy in years. He was that kind of personality. He, he, he decided what went. It was his, the way he interpreted things is the way they were. What he said went, and that was it. He was a very, I hate, to, I hate to call him a bully, but he was very much a bully in the workplace. He bullied his way through. He was the bull in the china shop. To, you know, whatever he said went, and if somebody was wrong, or if somebody said he was wrong, well, now they were persona non grata. Now they, they don't exist. Right? They, they, they don't know what they're talking about. They're an idiot. La, da, 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 da. So nonetheless, he goes to throw Mrs. Sensei under the bus. And she very eloquently 
very positively, without stooping out of professionalism, not only told them off a little bit, but defended her point in such a way she did not allow herself to get bullied by this domineering personality. And I've, it, it was a, an awesome moment for me because I've never thought of Mrs. Sensei, you know, from the time we, we first started dating, whatever, I've never thought of her as a weak person. Never, ever. But I know she's not a confrontational person. And those two things are very different, in my opinion. A weak person is going to, they don't have a choice. They're that first person I described. They don't have the choice. They choose kindness, whatever. A person who's not confrontational, they're a person who will shy away from the confrontation. That, you know, they'll, they'll choose their battles. And I've always felt she was not a very, until that point, I should say, I know, I know her to be a not very confrontational person. She's very um, tactful. There's, that's the best word for her. She's very tactful in the types of things that she says and the words that she chooses. And in that moment, she stayed tactful, but still didn't avoid the confrontation. She went headlong into it. She pushed her way right through and shut this guy up. Suddenly, this guy who was ranting and raving had to eat a little crow because she was strong enough to push back against him. Now, let's explore this idea a little further. Obviously, that's just a personality-driven part of this, and that is a very big part because the vast majority of human interactions are not physical confrontation. They're not. And, I mean, this, is, this, this idea that I'm talking about happens in every interpersonal relationship. There's one person who's pushing one way and there's another person who's pushing the other. And in a healthy relationship, there is a healthy back and forth. There are plenty of nights that we're going to go out to dinner and Mrs. Sensei has an idea in her head and I have an idea in my head and we'll push back and forth a little bit and sometimes I win and sometimes she wins. Why? Because we have a healthy relationship that can go back and forth that way. If there's something... We'll even do that in in things that are going on in the world because there's a healthy back and forth because each of us are a strong enough person to push back against the other without fear of any kind. All right? There's not one domineering personality. Don't get me wrong. There's some subtle things that I argue about that she knows I'm right, so she sits there and blushes. And there's other things she, she argues about that are subtle that I know she's right, so I sit there and blush. Those are the few and far between, and those are the silly things, not the important things. But I look at it this way. I think being that monster, being that strong person who contains it, I think it's a responsibility as a person for a healthier life. Now, I talked often about the value of self-defense and why I think it's so important and how it changes your life. To me, this is just one way that it does. When you are competent in your, and confident in your ability to defend yourself, that's going to show in all of the things that you do. If there's a customer at work that owes your company money, you're not going to kowtow to them and, and they're, you know, oh, we'll get back to you next week. No, you're going to fight with them a, a little bit to get with the right thing done. Um, and if there's two people up for a promotion and you're one of them, you're not going to be afraid to push yourself forward to toot your own horn a little bit. And again, I think this all just comes from feeling strong. See, I look at it this way. A truly confident person, a truly strong person,
no one gets in their way and no thing gets in their way. No matter what the obstacle is, they're strong enough. They're enough of a monster that they're going to blow that obstacle away. They're going to get right through it. And I look at it similarly when I look at some of the kids who've grown up in my school. Like I had a real big treat this week. I've talked previously about him, but I'll talk about him again. One of my students, his name is Steven. He's been with me for years. When I say years, I mean literally his whole life. Since he's about five years old, Steven's been a part of my school. And last November, I had a bittersweet day where I was teaching Stephen for the last time for the foreseeable future. Because on November 2nd of last year, he reported to Marine Boot Camp. And he went through boot camp, and I got a surprise you know, a few months later when he showed up back at the school for a class. And I was ecstatic, of course. And I, you know, I asked him how boot camp was, and he was like, it was easy. It was easy. He goes, what, they wanted me to push myself for hard? I've been doing that my whole life. What, they're going to yell at me and expect a lot out of me, hold me to a high standard? Okay. This is just what I do. It was so, it, he was such a strong person. He was a monster going into boot camp. What obstacle were they going to throw in his way? The stressor of a, of a drill sergeant holding him to high standards? Good luck. That's just what he, that boy does. He holds himself to high standards. That's normal for him. Right? It's something he's learned from martial arts. From, and He took it to everywhere in his life from the time he was young. He was a hockey goalie. He was a great hockey goalie. He did really well academically. Everything he did, turned, everything he touched turned to gold. Not because he's some kind of wonder kid, but because he had an undeniable sense of self-discipline. If there was something that needed to be worked on, he was going to work on it until it was until it was there, until it was the way it was supposed to be. He was not a kid who was going to show up to boot camp out of shape at all. He was not a kid who was going to show up not knowing his stuff that he needed to know beforehand. He was going to make sure he knew all his stuff. He was going to make sure he was in amazing shape. He got in the best shape of his life going into boot camp. And of course, he shined. What were they going to do to him physically that he hadn't handled in years of martial arts? Physically, right? Was there any combatives they were going to teach him that was going to be too much for him? No way. It's funny, when he and I were talking about it a bit, he goes, you know, I've kind of kept it to myself in, you know, in the Marines that I know martial arts, that I've been training for my whole life, that I'm a black belt and all that. Because, you know, I kind of keep it to myself because I don't, I don't want, uh, you know, the, the sergeants and so forth and the, the instructors to think I'm some kind of wise guy or know-it-all. But, you know, I'm confident enough to kind of hold my own and so forth. And, you know, he just visited me again this week. He's home for two weeks. He was after boot camp. He shipped out to Camp Pendleton out in California. And he's home for two weeks before he goes on a ship assignment abroad. Uh, Going to see more of the world. And uh, he's in even better shape than before he left. Um, he's, again, talked about the trials and tribulations that he went through that was basically a joke. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I say it's a joke, not because the military is a joke, but to someone who's been involved in something that holds him to such high standards. And, you know, because Stephen was one of my first students, he achieved high ranks 
he was always at the high, the head of the class. He was always among the higher ranks. So he he was always put up on a pedestal by the other kids. He was always held to high standards by me, by the parents, by himself, and by his fellow students. He was so used to that that to him these things that to the average person mean so much and are so difficult and are such a a, a monstrous task. They were commonplace to him. He went into boot camp. He went into the Marines already a monster. But I'll tell you, that boy is kind. That boy is very kind. All right? Just this week, like I said, he was back in the school, and he was sparring in my advanced class. And as he's sparring, he's going with people who are obviously very intimidated, some people who are very new, some people who are intimidated of him because they know he's a black belt and they know he's a Marine and they've, they, you know, they've seen him hit the pads and stuff and they can't believe how, how skilled he is. But man, let me tell you, if you were a brand new person sparring in class, never sparred before, he's the kid you want to spar. He'll be in complete control the whole time. And you'll know that he's in complete control the whole time. But when you leave the round, you're like, wow, that was fun. Wow, that kid is good. What you're not going to say to yourself is, wow, that kid's a jerk. I look at that the same way as I look at the person who chooses kindness as their only option. A person who's got to constantly project strength to talk about how strong they are. They're no different than that person who chooses kindness out of necessity. Heck, they're the same person. They just choose, choose a different outlet. If anything, they may be weaker than that person who chooses kindness out of necessity. They put up this big false bravado. They try to prove to the world how strong they are when they're not strong at all. As we're heading to a close here, I'll leave you with one final example of this. I look at a man like Lyman Good. He's one of the Tiger Showman's fighters who fights in the UFC. I've known Lyman for a bunch of years. I was actually, uh, I sparred him his first day at headquarters, I'll never forget. Uh, that was probably among the last times I got the better of him. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, super respectful guy, super kind guy. Like when I tell you that one of my students happened to work at a bank near his school and he sent her an email or she sent him an email. Hey, I'd like to do this for, you know, some of my, my uh, coworkers and stuff. He goes, absolutely. He was so welcoming. He hugged Sophia. He had all these kind things to say about her, about my school, about me. He didn't need to do any of that. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, I would not say he and I were like close friends. I like him. I think he's a cool dude. But we don't like hang out. Like we're not, we're not there. But he chose to be that kind. He chose it. If When there's a tournament, I send my kids to go find him. My little, little kids, go find him. Go take a picture with him. Because I know you could be the most tiniest little kid. He's going to get down on one knee with you. He's going to talk to you so sweetly. He is so kind. He is such a kind-hearted human being. I, I don't have, I mean, the only time you could have something bad to say about him is if you have to stand on the opposite side of the UFC octagon from him. Because he's a monster. He's an unstoppable force that just keeps coming. He's like a nightmare. You hit him and he just keeps coming. He never gets tired. He just keeps going forward. He's strong. He's physically intimidating. He's skilled in all areas of mixed martial arts. But he's not just a monster in that part of martial arts. 
He's a monster in achieving. He sets goals for himself. I don't care what the obstacle is. He is a monster and he mows down those obstacles. I don't care how tough it is. I don't care what's in his way. There is no obstacle too high for him to climb. There is nothing he can't conquer. There's no hardship. There's no difficulty. There's no technological innovation. Nothing that will stop that man from achieving a goal when he has set it. He is an achiever. He is a tough, tough human being. He's a monster, but he is kind. That's a kind person in my estimation. A person who chooses to be kind, who chooses to not be a jerk. Because think about it. We, we all know people who we think of as strong. But when you interact with them, you're like, wow, this guy's a jerk. Not strong at all. Maybe physically strong, but they don't have the character. They're not a confident person. So what I want you to do, what I want you to think about is being that monster. Be that monster. Let, mow down any obstacle in your way as you are approaching a goal. I don't care what the goal is. Mow down any difficulty in your way. Don't let a domineering personality hold you down. Be a monster, but control it. Choose kindness. Choose to be the kindest type of person. The person who doesn't need to be kind but chooses it anyway because it's simply the right thing to do and it's the best way to approach the world. That's all I have for you guys this week. As always, I'm going to ask you guys right up front, please share the podcast. That is the most important thing you could do. It is the greatest compliment you can give me. I would very much appreciate it. Beyond that, please make sure you like and subscribe so you get new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure you leave a rate and a review. It just helps. Beyond that, guys, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, I am, <clears throat> excuse me, I am at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm sensei james leonelli. If you were to find my school online, we're at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash tigershalmansmithtown. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find out the podcast. You can find the podcast, I should say, on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the map.